Welcome along to Spin Now with me, Katie, and I am very excited for this week's special guest is going to tell me how we're going to navigate through the dating system in 2022. It is the number one dating expert in Ireland. Her name is Frances Kelleher and she joins me here in studio. Frances, thanks for taking the time to join me. Thank you so much, Katie, for having me. It's my pleasure. Not at all. Well, listen, we have lots to get through this morning and lots of burning questions. So if you are listening in this morning and you would like to ask Francis anything, you can give us a text on 0877102103. Francis, I want to kick it off, I suppose, talking about the dating scene in 2022. It has changed a lot from back in my day. Now, I'm not hugely old. <laughs> I am only 36, but it has changed from back in the 90s all the way up to now. Let's kick it off this morning talking a little bit about online dating. That seems to be the thing now of 2022. We have Tinder, we have plenty of fish and that's how people seem to navigate in dating. Am I right in saying that? Yes, yes, Katie. And it it has changed. And, you know, really the online has become very uh, prominent, especially since COVID, because that's all people had. You couldn't go out down the pub. You couldn't meet people. You know, we were in lockdown. So it was fantastic that we had that resource to fall back on during that time. So, you know, it, it, people sometimes have swipe fatigue and they say, you know, oh, I'm tired of, of online dating, but really it's a brilliant, brilliant thing to have. I mean, like you say, back years and years ago, there was none of that. It was your little village, your little town, you know, the, the city you were in, they were the people, the, the, the pool you pulled from, and that was it. Now we have an ocean of people that we can connect with. Now, there's pros and cons to that, of course, but mainly I see it as a good thing because you just have this, you know, machine at your fingertips, this, this, this meeting machine, as it were, through the dating app at your fingertips where you can meet loads of potential partners and it is a brilliant thing. And, you know, before as well, Katie, like even, you know, 15 years ago, even that that early, I'm not talking about, you know, 1950 when there was no app. Yeah. You know, London and, and the bigger cities were, it was the norm. You know, if you weren't on a dating app, it was kind of like, what's wrong with you? That was the attitude. Why? Why aren't you on it? And Ireland was still, you know, meeting people just in the flesh. If you were on a dating app, you were looked at as desperate, you know, said with love, you know, said lovingly, but that, that that's the truth. It was, a, why are you on a dating app? You can't meet somebody in real life. Now it's the opposite. We've caught up to, to London, New York, the cities, and it's everybody's online. And it's, if you're not on it, people are saying, how come you're not on it? So it, it, it is the norm and it is a great, great way to people, to meet people. Now, having said that, Katie, you know, I'm all for meeting people in real life too. Yes. So, but I would use the two tools together. I joke saying, you know, have your leg in every pond. That's the way you meet the right person. <laughs> I love, I love that, Francis. Well, look, what about the people out there? I was saying to you just before we came on air that, you know, I have, I have this phobia. I'm afraid. I've never went on the dating sites. Um, I am afraid of the whole thought of someone looking at four pictures of you and a little bio and they get to swipe past you. Now, maybe that could be me and my insecurities, but it seems really frightening. Can you, like for people out there that are listening in that are in the same position as me, that are afraid to go near the apps 
Um, how could we ease their mind about, you know, it not being as scary as we might think it is? Yes, great question. Great question, Katie. And people come to me, you know, a lot of the time because I set up the, the, the profiles for them and write the bios and give them the best shot. And they say to me, I'm, I'm afraid if my neighbour sees me on or, you know, even my cousin or whatever, you know, because Ireland is a small place and there is that, you know, element to it. And people are private. The Irish people are private as a whole in general. So what I advise, Katie, is, you know, you don't even have to put up your picture. Start with baby steps. Just go on, have no picture up. Just do up a small bio. Now, the bio, it's, it's only 10%. So, you know, the pictures are 90% of it, but people still connect with people without a picture. So if you just went on for a couple of weeks without a picture, you know, put in a little bio and connect with people and just get used to the whole, you know, your brain getting used to the whole new experience of it. People will message you. You can talk. You can still set up real life dates. And then once you get comfortable, you can put up your picture and it will become like second nature. It's just, you know, a new thing to your brain. So it's just baby steps. But I often say that to people. If you don't want to put yourself out there, you know, and feel naked all all together and all at once, don't put up the picture. Just go online, set up your profile, and begin talking to people. And, you know, to be honest, Katie, the apps should only be used for two things. I, I say this often because people are using them wrongly. And then they're getting swipe fatigue and they're getting frustrated and they throw the towel in. So we don't want people to get to that stage. We want to use them strategically. So the two things they should be used for is to, number one, to connect with people you'd never connect with. That's the first thing. And it's giving you a bigger pool of people to connect with as well. So to make that initial connection and to have a bigger pool of people, that's the only two things that should be used for. People, you know, send 10,000 texts back and forth through the messages. They're telling their life story through the messages. It's not for that. It's just for making an initial connection and getting the real life date. So, you know, you can message strategically to get that real life date. And I would say, you know, in order to do this, to build attraction through conversation, you know, get the person talking about what they like. And after four to five messages, and, you know, Katie, people, you know, gasp when I say this. Oh, four to five messages, that's so fast. You know, oh, my God. You know, aim to get offline. Aim to get the real-life date. You're not meant to stay on the dating apps for long. Just use them, like I say, for two things. To make the initial connection, you have the bigger pool of people to, to pull from, and to get the real-life date. So, and as well, the first message is very important. So look at the person's profile. Pick something from that day they've a picture of mountains in their picture. You can say, you know, oh, I see you've mountains in the back of uh, your picture there in the background. What mountain range is it? You know, do you like mountain climbing? I love it too. So I would advise as well, always have a conversation starter in your bio. The magic ratio for a bio is talk 70% about yourself and 30% about the other person. Now, when I say the other person, I don't mean a list of, I'm looking for someone loyal, trustworthy, beautiful, kind, clever, you know, you just come across, you know, said lovingly as high maintenance. You know, that's the way people read it because they don't have the tone of your voice. They don't have the visual. So it's all very black and white, the communication. So instead, say, you know, I'm looking for someone who values health, who values being active if you're an outdoor person. I'm looking for someone who values family. And once that person reads 
uh, read that in your bio, they'll say, oh, you know, I'm like that person. I resonate with that. And they'll message you. So there's a strategic way to use the app to get the real life dates. Because again, Katie, we all know, you know, there's catfishing going on, which means, you know, you're putting up a different picture mm-hmm. altogether. You could put up a picture of, you know, you 30 years ago. Yeah. And, you, you know, the number one thing research has shown is that people look for online is honesty. So, you know, you have to meet the person in real life to smell the pheromones. It's all about pheromones, the, the chemical, the natural chemical scent of a person to see do you click with them. So the online, we can't get too in-depth with it. So... What I would say as well is, you know, a person makes up their mind about you, research has shown, in one fortieth of a second. Wow. One fortieth of a second. I mean, think, yeah, how, how quick that is. So the pictures are 90% of the profile and they have to be right. I advise people definitely putting in a picture, a full-length picture. You'll get 200% more messages if you do that. And if you wear outdoor apparel, you'll get 20% more messages. And again, no selfies. No nudiness, no pouting, no holding an alcoholic drink. Research shows it actually dumbs you down to the opposite sex. Wow. So just have your, yeah, yeah, un, <laughs> unreal. <laughs> You'd be surprised at the things that the research find out. So, you know, have your photos from your waist or shoulders up and smile. That will put you immediately in the 1% of people because people don't smile. What you want to do on the app is make yourself as approachable, as friendly and, um, you know, as, as kind as you possibly can. Because people just want to make conversation with people. So you want them to reach out and make that conversation. And that's why I say have a conversation starter at the end of your bio. There was a girl, she put in, I can beat anyone at chess. That's a chess. That was her, her last line of her bio. And her inbox exploded because her guys <laughs> love a challenge. And it was original and it was fun. And people said, you know what, I, I'd like to play chess maybe you know, with this girl. So have that conversation starter. That's what it's about. I love that, Francis. That was like so much information. Some of the questions in my head, you've just answered them. When we get back, we're going to take a short little break. And when we get back, I want to talk to you about ghosting. Welcome back to Spin Now with me, Katie. And I am still joined in studio with dating expert, Francis Kelleher. And just before the break, we were chatting about online dating. I want to jump straight into it with you, Francis. I have a text in here from Trisha in Limerick and she wants to know how do you avoid getting ghosted and how do you tell someone if you you know you're over texting and you know that they're not a great match for you but how do you tell them that without having to go down the ghosting route okay so the first question how do you avoid getting ghosted this is back um Katie to the thing about get offline as quick as you can so after four or five messages, you aim for the real life date. If the guy, it's the guys really, you know, they want to earn the date and everything else. So it's really the guy's job, we call it, for want of a better word, to ask the girl out. That, that he's in his masculine energy. She should stay in her feminine energy. But you can encourage a guy and nudge a guy to ask you out. So you could say something like, you know, we're in danger of becoming pen pals here with all the texting. And that you know, hopefully we get guys say, okay, well, do you know, do you want to meet offline or can I ring you? You want to elevate it to the next stage. You want to get offline as quick as you can because research has shown as well that the longer you stay online, the less 
the less likelihood you have of getting a date. Listeners need to know that. It's one of the most important things about online. Okay. So, And that's how so many people get ghosted as well because they're online too long. So you have to aim for the real-life date. So that's what, what, what girls can do. Guys can just simply, you know, say something, you know, like this. Like, I, I think you're a very interesting person. We've been talking here, you know, a couple of messages back and forth. I'd like to get to know you better. Would you like to go for a coffee or would you like to meet for a drink? Simple, you know, ask the girl out. But the, the, the secret to not getting ghosting is you get offline ASAP. The second part to that question, how do you tell someone, you know, you're texting away and you're saying, oh, God, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling the connection or whatever it is. Or maybe you've met somebody else, you know, the week before that you went on the coffee and, you know, that guy or girl is great and you're coming offline now off the app. You're going to give that that person a, a, a real go. So what I would say there is you have to be straight. Treat people like you want to be treated. There's no point in wasting your time and wasting their time. You say something very polite like, you know, it's been lovely talking to you, but I have to be honest, I'm not feeling the huge connection or I'm not feeling a really big connection. But thank you so much for your time and I wish you all the best of luck with it. That's it with the search. Or I, I, you know, I wish you all the best. That's it. You just have to Honesty. cut it dead and be honest and, you know, treat people like you want to. And when, when you know, my clients, when I when they send that out, if they're feeling that and, and they send out that message, the response is great. Nobody comes around and goes, oh, my God, you're so horrible. You know, flip off. You know, there's, there's none of that. They say, I had a girl, uh, a client uh, in Florida. She just did it two nights ago. She went on three dates with this guy. She wasn't feeling... It, I said, you can't waste his time. You have to respect his time and you can't waste your time. She sent the message. Thank you so much. I enjoyed the dates, but I, I have to be honest. I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time, but I'm not feeling the connection. He said, thank you so much. I had a lovely time. And, you know, I really appreciate your honesty. Honesty. People want honesty. Honesty is so important. I totally agree with you, Francis. Over half of men, a survey showed over half of men say they get too few messages online. One third of women say they get too many messages online. So there can be an awful mix up there in thinking she's not texting me enough. She mustn't like me. And, you know, men might be thinking uh, or women might be thinking, you know, there's too, you know, too many messages coming through. So it's, it's about the balance as well, isn't it? It is. It is. And what I would say there as well is keep the messages short. I've seen messages that are like a thesis, like they're a couple of paragraphs. One or two lines is enough. You see, to be honest, people, you know, forget or don't know that dating is about three things. Curiosity, passion, and anticipation. So those three things, you have to keep a bit of mystery for those things. And if everything is said and done and you've, you've written everything, there's no anticipation or even a need for a date because everything is said and done. And it makes the first date boring as well. I mean... You know, years ago, Kate, we were talking about, you know, the old way of courting, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, dating courtship. You know, you had a house phone, uh, if you even had a house phone. You'd meet the guy, he'd say, I'll meet you next Friday or whatever. He'd ring you and say, I'll meet you next Friday. There was nothing for a week. You couldn't text him, you couldn't talk to him. The excitement, you couldn't wait to meet that person then on that Friday night. And the conversation was flowing. There's too much over-communication. That's a big problem with the apps. You know, there's too much communication. So just... Keep the, the, the messages short and sweet and get offline as quick as you can. And that keeps the desire alive because the anticipation and curiosity are there. It makes sense. It really does. I have to throw something in, Francis. A little bit funny when I was looking up uh, some information around this. 
Men with cats in their photos are viewed less desirable. A survey has showed that cat photos are as bad as catfishing photos. <laughs> I just found it hilarious. <laughs> like, what? I, I can't believe photos, though, Francis, can have such an impact whether you lend that date or not. Yes, and I'm stunned at that because research has also shown that if you have a pet, you should put them in the photo because they get more likes. You know, especially dogs, because it shows, you know, the psychology behind it, what people are thinking is, oh, this being loves this person, you know, this animal, and this person must be some way caring because they love this being and they're taking care of this being and feeding it, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's that relationship between the, the pet and, and the person. But I think in general, um, Casey, cats get an awful rap. You know, dogs are preferred and cats get an awful rap in general. So maybe something <laughs> to do with that. But like I said, just, you know, back to the, the basic photo, one fortieth of a second, the person makes their mind up about you. And you first impressions are huge, as we know, you know, in life, even for interviews. I think it's at seven seconds a person makes up their mind about you in a yeah. real life, uh, immediate, you know, first impression. So they have to be right. So take them in natural life. Take them outside if you can. And what we call action pictures are the best. So an action picture is you in action, be it cooking, skiing, sailing. You see, what you want to do is project almost like a mini movie of yourself with the dating app. This is my life. You know, I have a great and interesting life. I'm an interesting person. And I will enhance your life if you're in my life. So if you have this, you know lovely like mini movie as it were of you cooking and you're skiing and you're with your pet and you're happy and you're outdoorsy who doesn't want to be part of that so that's what you're aiming for you are a brand online I mean you know it, it's harsh but that's the truth because we don't have like I say tone of voice we don't have a big you know conversation um in real life online obviously so you are a brand and you have to market yourself best you can because the pictures are 90% of the profile Makes so much sense, Francis. I want to jump on to something, I suppose, it's known on the online dating. It Sometimes some people have views that online dating is just a hookup system. So how would someone who is looking for a real connection steer away from the hookup side of things? So people using Tinder to just have those one night stands or to just have those hookups now and again. How do you separate them? Great question. Wow, great question. Okay, so there are red flags and they are very obvious when you know what they are. So first of all, Tinder is known as kind of more of a hookup site. You know, it's fast, it's a swipe culture, it brought in the swipe culture. So, you know, but having said that, one in three people meet online and some of my clients have met people on Tinder and they're happy and in love forever. So, you know, you have to just take it as as, as an individual person online. But the warning signs are if somebody is, you know, completely over the top straight away, okay. you know, hi, honey, um, uh, you know, all these kind of as if they know you well, as if they're in a relationship with you. Oh, you know, those I see like, hi, honey, hi, darling. That's a warning sign for me if I see that. Okay. You know, no, but, you know, co- cooler person that's taking their time, that's, you know, being, um, uh, you know, stepping into one, two, three as it goes, ABC, the relationship timeline talks really like that. Now, you could have the odd person. There's always an exception. That would be a warning sign for me. The second thing is they're all over you quickly. 
like, oh, you seem fantastic. You know, oh, I had a guy, um, again, with a New York client. It, it's maybe more prominent in America, but he was already talking as if they were in a relationship and he hadn't even met her. Oh, you dance. Oh, well, you know, I, if, if, we're, if we're going dancing together and, you know, we're in this relationship together, well, I can get my dancing shoes on or whatever. He hadn't even met her. So but they all, act like they were... Almost like pre-planning um, their lives together. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Exactly. Huge red flag. Huge warning sign. Huge. Okay. And... Then if you go on a first date with someone and they're asking already to go away with you, will we go away somewhere to a hotel? No, 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 no. I had a client, this guy, she went on one date with him. I said, be wary of him. He wanted to go away the next day. I'll take you up to Galway for two days or whatever for the weekend. Got her a present. And sorry, they hadn't even met. So he got her a present. The minute he got her the present, he said, I have a present from Brown Thomas. It wasn't a cheap present, very expensive. I said, beware. Beware, stand back, stand back and be cautious. And then he asked her to go away. And then she sent him her picture and he dropped her. He did not hope her, but he said, this isn't working, goodbye. See, see, and this is what terrifies me, Francis, because I feel like sometimes, look, I'm 36, so I'm at an age where I know what I want. I, you know, I have a vision like I like it's that isn't it it's it comes down to the looks I'm a personality girl I don't care about the looks I want to know how you're going to treat me I want to see the actions of how you are treating me and then I'll choose from there but like that to me is and like and that can be really that can really knock a person back am I right in saying you know it, being knocked oh, back yeah it really did and um, you know, I said to her, I said, beware, beware, beware. And it still hurt her. But to be honest, Katie, you have to just let those things go. You know, that look for the warning signs. That's the, they're the warning signs. Another warning sign is if you've gone on a date with somebody and they're saying, you know, let's just watch a movie back at my house or let's go away. That's why you have to get offline as quick as you can. Because that's the only way to know. You're not going to know if you stay online long-term, you know, what this person is like. So the over-familiarity, the getting presence, you know, even after, you know, just talking to them online for a while, all of that over-familiarity, big red flag, big red flag. There's so many. Oh, there's so many. I had a girl, she was talking to a guy for six months and he kept mentioning about meeting and she was in... Uh, he pa- she was in Galway, he was in Dublin, he passed her office one day and sent her a text and said, I just passed your office there two hours ago, we should meet up sometime, na 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 na. She was like all, she told me I was all living in a fantasy that's almost like all about this guy as if he was my boyfriend and she goes, now I see he was just looking for entertainment. So some people are just looking for entertainment as well online and that's why I keep repeating it. But you you won't fall into any of these pitfalls we're talking about currently if you get offline straight away you know so it, it's very important and there the, the other warning sign is that you know they're they're doing one they're saying one thing and doing another oh, i can't wait to massive, meet you massive and not yeah so look don't listen to what a person says watch what they do you know if they're saying we should meet but they're not meeting another huge one casey is for the you know you're saying not falling into the one night stands and all that that the person isn't committing. They're not 100% all in. If they're not 100% all in, walk away straight away. If, they've, if they say anything like, I've just come out of a relationship, I'm not really ready, we can see where it goes, 
anything like that. Any That's all code for I'm not that into you, I'm not all in. Anyone who says I can't commit, I'm just not ready now, walk away. They're not looking for the same thing as you. If they don't want the relationship, the full-on relationship and they're not all in, walk away. That's all code for, you know, it's an excuse. Uh, a lot of people use, I'm so busy, you know, I'm really busy, I'm, I can't give everything to relationship at the moment, but, you know, let's see how it goes or let's date. No, let's date. No. So That's the signs, all code for the signs are there, time. we just got to watch for them. And they're there, Katie, within the first one to two months, normally within the first month, but we choose to ignore them and say, oh, maybe, or I'll give it a chance. They're there within the first two months. I had a girl that came to me. This guy was unbelievable. He was fantastic. He was a pro, pro player, if you want to call it that. But they weren't, he wasn't looking for the same thing she was, but he was pretending because he just wanted, you know, the fun aspect and, and like you're saying, the one night stand and, and the fun. So they, I said, always, you know, give the person three months, two to three months to get to know them properly before you jump right in. So he almost to the day of three months, just before the day of three months, it was getting worse. He was traveling down um, from Dublin to Limerick to her. And I said, he's not all in, hold out. It was getting worse. Like the, the, when I say getting worse, the, the times they were meeting were getting longer and longer. He was coming down like twice, three times a week. Then it went to twice a week. Then it was only once a week. And she pulled the plug then. So I think we want different things. He said, yeah, look, you know, you're right. So it takes time. It takes time to see whether a person really is on board like you wanting the relationship. So wait that time. Okay. Give yourself that time. That is amazing advice, Francis. When we get back, we are going to talk about the positive sides that people do end up meeting the love of their lives and singles who use the word love are more successful. Welcome back to Spin Now with me, Katie. And joined in studio with me is my special guest, Frances Kelleher. She's the number one dating coach here in Ireland. And the conversation has been on fire. I promised when we got back, we will be talking about how singles who use the word love are more successful. Would you agree with that, Frances? Yes, I would, because I think they're honest. And when you're honest and you're assertive, you know, you can put your needs and wants forward and the person has the choice to walk away if they don't want that. And they can stay if they do, if you're on the same page. So they don't waste time. And if you get rid of the time wasters, you know, people that want different things from you, but, you know, are stringing you along or not giving you the respect or not committing, you're 80% there. 80%. Yeah, I think um, it, it comes back to the honesty and really saying what you want. Surveys have showed that couples who meet online are less likely to get divorced. That's a big statement. That's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I, I would say that the three things I say um, would for, for, for long-term relationships, there's three things you need. I, I, I would concentrate on that, not so much where you meet, um, is friendships. They've got to be your best friends. They've got to have your back. Uh, the chemistry. Otherwise, you know, I joke. Katie, I say, you know, you might as well marry your aunt, you know, your best friend. <laughs> if you don't have the chemistry, if you don't have the spark, everybody, you know, get on fine. There'll be no fighting or anything. That's the second thing, chemistry. And the third thing is shared values, shared values. I give that example, you know, if somebody is, this is a very dramatic example, but if somebody wants to smoke crack, you know, down the pub every night till 4 a.m. and the other person wants to be the homebody and have a family life with a couple of kids and stay in all night, it's not going to work. You have to have the same values. So you could have two out of the three, but it's no good. You know, you could have a best friend 
and the chemistry is flowing, but they want different things, you know, uh, it's not going to work. So that's what I would say. And the, the, a huge thing, and I've seen loads of, of people say this that are married for a long time. So I, I believe it. You have to have a date night when you're married. You have to keep dating the person. Uh, Jessica, well, Justin Timberlake's wife, what's her name? Jessica Beale, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. That actress said, um, you know, uh, we're married, they're married in 11 years this year, or whatever. She said, Justin said to me, you know, we'll have the date night. We have to keep dating each other. And she said he was right. And it's so true. You have to connect. The emotional connection, keeping that strong is what keeps the marriage or partnership, you know, and the two of you together. The emotional connection, keep that strong. If you keep watering that like a flower, then you're going to win. And you see people think, oh, you know, they think, I have the plants now. I have the relationship, you know, to use that um, example. I have the plants. I'll just put it up in the window and it'll take care of itself. No. You have to keep watering it. You have to keep going on date nights. You have to keep dating the person. Keep that connection alive. Now, when I say date night, I don't mean going out and talking about the mortgage and how we're going to pay it and the children and this is happening in, in school with the kids. No. You just use it as a fun night, stress-free to connect with yourself. But that is huge. I mean, Victoria Beckham and David Beckham go on regular date nights from when they were married. And how long are they married now? Is it 25 years? So it does work. You have to keep dating the person. That's what keeps it alive. I couldn't agree with you more, Francis. I believe, like, the like-mindedness, like you said there... It's so important to date people that are like-minded like you and have the same goals and the same outlook on life because essentially it's something I've learned later in life that you do have to have compatibility and it's also not uh, a walk in the park. Yes, when you meet, you'll be happy and you know, you'll be getting to know each other but the work, I couldn't agree more with you that the work has to stay put in. You have to keep working on, you know, getting to be both of you as individuals and then come together and make each other happy not one relying too much on the other and you know putting the work back into it Francis it's so important it is so important because again it's like the plant you know you have to keep watering it you have to even the best couples you know have conflict and have different ideas or different ways to you know opinions and ways to raise children for example we just give that as an example so it's a constant dance with compromise. That's the big word, is compromise. And looking actually at a team and keeping the team happy. Not just am I happy and that's all that matters, mm-hmm. or not just is the other person happy, because then you can get resentful. You know, both people have to be happy. So it's about the compromise, and it's about, you know, a big thing, Casey, that's, that's coming, you know, to mind now, and even because I see it a lot, especially women, because, you know, we have a lot of different roles now. It's not like back in the day where, you know, we, our roles were really defined. The man went out and provided and the woman stayed home and nurtured the children. So we, we wear a lot of hats, you know, and so do the guys. But I would say, you know, people these days look for everything from their partner a lot sometimes without realizing it. So, you know, they want you, they, they want the person to be their best friend and, you know, and just listen to all their problems and blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. You have to have the other tanks in your life filled, the friendship tank, the work tank, the hobbies tank, you know, the, the, whatever brings you joy. You can't just look 
for all the answers from your partner. And I think a lot of pressure put on couples in the modern day because of that. Because, you know, years ago we had a community. Your grandmother lived with you, your grandfather. We, you know, where back, you know, in caveman days you were in a tribe. If something went wrong, you go over to your sister and vent to her. You know, we don't have that nowadays. And women are more isolated in that sense. So we come home and, you know, you say to your partner, oh, this happened to work. And you say, oh, I don't want to talk about that. You know, men aren't talkers. Women are. We use it to vent and to de-stress. So, you know, sometimes you just need to step away and go, okay, my guy's working very hard now because the men of the, wor- of the world are working very hard as well as the women. Um, and say, you know, okay, he can't give that to me now. But you know what? I'll go for a massage or I'll ring my, my friend and I'll vent to her. So it's a big thing as well on having the rest of your tanks full and just not, you know, putting that pressure on your partner. I would say that that makes for an easier, less stressful relationship as well. And of course, stress is what harms a relationship. If we had no stress, you know, we, we'd be, we'd be hunky dory in the relationship. Every, there'd be no pressure and everybody'd be happy. So it's how to ease the modern day stress as well. And, having the compromise, like you say, huge, huge. Most definitely, Frances. Honestly, I could talk to you all day about all this. But unfortunately, I am nearly out of time. So if any of our listeners wanted to find you today, Frances, and maybe avail of your services or get some advice for you, where would they find you across social media? Thanks so much. So I'm on all platforms of social media, especially Instagram. And my website is www.franciskellehercoaching.com. Reach out to me. I'd love to help your, your, your listeners. Fantastic. Listen, Francis, you have been an absolute pleasure. And thank you so much for all the information you've given us this morning. And thanks for joining me on Spin Now. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, Katie.